Welcome, you're listening to the Granary Young Adults podcast, Unapologetic, a fortnightly podcast where we don't avoid hard conversations, we aim for them. In each episode, we talk about the contentious, taboo and uncomfortable, the topics that no one is speaking about, but everyone is talking about. If you don't want to be challenged, this is not the podcast for you. These aren't sermons or lectures, they're conversations to challenge and activate dialogue as we dig into what God wants to teach us. I'm Rachel Baker, the Young Adults Pastor at the Granary Church. Thanks for listening in, and we hope today's episode challenges and blesses you today. Hello, everyone. Today we are having a discussion with Tom Graham, um, one of our young adults. So um, for those that might not know Tom, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm just a young adult in the Granary, um, just part, kind of part of the crew. I've been going to the Granary for like five years at this point um yeah it's a big part of my life and social life and and all that sort of thing and tom's actually in our connect group so we've gotten to know tom over the last few years and uh we had a conversation a little while ago about um the topic that we're going to be discussing today which is drinking culture so i guess you have some things that you had on your heart to share and some questions that we have and i think it's a topic that um, relates to a lot of young adults and where they're at. And um, we all probably have questions around this. So thanks for coming in and chatting about drinking. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the invite. So I guess let's just kick it off with what do you think? Is it okay to drink alcohol? I think it is. I think it is. I think my opinion on this sort of question has changed over the years. Um, I I started with definitely who cares when I was a bit younger. And then I kind of flipped to none is the only okay thing to do. Like any amount is wrong. Yeah. And then the more I kind of uh, got a bit introspective and thought about my decisions and um, uh, researched alcohol in general, I think it is a bit unfair to, to expect zero from, from people. I think that's a bit ex- extreme. But right now where you're at, yeah, so you for personally, yeah, personally, yeah. I still subscribe to the zero is the only okay thing for me. Yeah. But putting externalizing that on other people, I think is a bit unfair. Mm-hmm. And then for you, that's obviously been a journey. That wasn't yeah, for sure. always a thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what was your experience with alcohol then? So I I was I was a good I was a good boy growing yeah. up. Maybe not in all areas, but at least with alcohol. So I didn't drink until I was 18 uh-huh. um, and then, um, you know, alcohol um, is, uh, among other things, is a representation of freedom at that age um, yeah. where you get your license and you can suddenly have all these things you can do and one of those things is alcohol and as an 18-year-old, you're um, asked to moderate yourself, mm. which I didn't want to do because I'm 18, you know. Right. It's um, it's a you know a little micro rebellion almost of proving you can do something because you can, and so I, I I just took advantage of that situation not to anything horrible like it was nothing crazy it was probably pretty average when you think about it but yeah I was just kind of using it for parties and events to to take the the edge off of the social interaction side of things um, just to kind of make it a bit a bit easier a bit quicker to get into the groove of social dynamics. Yeah. Problem with that is that it quickly, I think partly because of my personality, it quickly became something that I was really 
using to to tick those boxes like so much so that if i wasn't going to drink at something it would be more stressful than if i could and then that kind of began to bleed into my private life of if there was a stressful situation or, or some sort of you know upsetting moment then i was tending towards using alcohol to soften those as well a yeah. little bit okay which is worrying um to say the least really mm. so yeah that was probably my the beginning the my, the beginning of my experience of, with alcohol so going from that like what was there a catalyst or was there a moment where you made a snap decision to change um your relationship with it or was it a journey that you that you went on personally it was a journey for sure but i think it also the beginning was pretty quick like pretty quickly i was like this is i can see what it's doing in my life mm. um and again not that it was particularly dramatic it was pretty subtle and like nobody would know um it, it didn't look anything crazy i wasn't an alcoholic by any means but i could just see the it was like the first few steps on that path i think it was just enough for me to you know get some perspective perspective and really consider what i wanted to do and what i wanted my life to look like mm -hmm. and then a big part of it was also i started coming to the granary uh, around this time as well okay and i hadn't really been going to church i was a christian christian school christian family yeah. but i hadn't actively been going to church myself um ever really and so coming to the granary i really saw it as an opportunity to reinvent myself to some degree and yeah. and remove the negative things or the baggage of high school you know fairly secular high school life even though it was a christian high school yeah um yeah it was just an, an opportunity to kind of rethink what i wanted in my life mm. and one of those things was was alcohol which i then started that process of reconsidering and um yeah developing that next those next steps was it a hard thing to do once you decided that that was what you were gonna walk towards or i think fundamentally it's it's hard because you're marking yourself as different in an age group where everybody's really desperately trying to be approved of yeah trying to everybody's trying to fit in everybody's just trying to be part and and again this is extending from high school it's a very high school idea mm. but i think this does extend into your late teens to early 20s as well and so personally it was actually pretty straightforward um but i don't think that would be most people's experience yeah i think most people's experience would be that of difficulty and struggling to fit in mm. especially when from a social life point of view like around that age range that's a lot of what your social experiences are yeah from from parties or going out or clubbing or whatever you want to do that's a huge percentage of what you end up doing together mm. and so you can be removing yourself from from that and you will be questioning the whole time well all my friends are doing it and my life doesn't really seem to be any better if i don't do it yep so what am i doing like i'm just making myself miss out on the fun social thing yeah but yeah as i say for me because of i guess just because of my personality i was actually okay just kind of doing what i wanted to do in that in that instance and being like well you know who cares but the other thing is that with this sort of topic and in this age range yeah there's so much peer pressure there's just an absolute abundance of peer pressure and from the nicest people yeah like, like nobody's like nobody means to there's no intent behind it but sometimes there is well that's true 
That's so true. <laughs> but yes, in my experience, nobody was ever like, you know, a horrible person. Like these are all my friends and, yes. and are good people and I choose to continue to spend time with. Yeah. But they just don't really know what they're doing because, you know, they're having a good time. They they want you to have a good time as well. Mm. And so I think that's what another catalyst to why I stopped drinking completely was it was really hard to say no once you'd had one or two drinks. Yep. Because they're like, oh, I'll just have another one. Who cares? We're having a good time. Whatever. Yeah. But if you don't drink at all, it's really weird to offer you alcohol if you're like, no, I don't drink. Yeah. It's a whole different conversation that they're having with you. Yeah. And so it was just easier. It was just a lot more convenient for me to remove that battle from every social interaction by just being like, oh, yeah, Tom just doesn't drink. So yeah, there's not even it's, – it's whatever. So that was always that was always a very nice little trick. So has that affected your social life then? Like would you say that um, that made you less um, – are people less interested in inviting you along to things or – I think specific things. Yeah. And I think – because I also I think that's – I think that's important to note, to, to kind of pay attention to what you do sign up for. Yeah. Because you don't want to just sugarcoat everything. I, I know people who drink – hardly anything or nothing yeah and still do all the bar crawly stuff yep and they love it and nobody cares what they're doing or what they're not doing it's it's all good yeah so you can do it for sure mm -hmm. I, I don't because I again just part of my personality I can't really stand bar crawls and and clubs and that sort of thing yeah but if you do then that's an option as well yeah because um, I do know people who do that but yeah I think just you know you you do kind of send a message to your your peers mm. and even there that some friends from outside of church secular friends that's really all they did yeah it very quickly became like nine to five job and then party on the weekend yep again you know you could participate without drinking mm -hmm. but without drinking I didn't enjoy it at all yeah right and so I I did kind of phase out of of those uh, social circles. So it's, it is it is a bigger step. It's not just you saying, um, oh, nothing else had to change. I right. just didn't um, spend as much money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there, there was more to it, but you would do it again, obviously, or you've continued yeah, to stand by for that. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, you know, you don't want to get too pros and cons around your life. I don't think you kind of do want to be a bit casual in, in stuff, but when you really think about it, yeah, for me, it's it's a huge difference yeah. in general. It's it's because I also think, <laughs> no, no hate to those people who I phased out of, but there were other problems with those social groups. Like the drinking culture was was part of it, but there was a lot more drama and yeah. difficult things. So you know, it, it's it is a more complex thing with with that sort of group. So what do you think the main objective for drinking is then for most people? I think I think fitting in and removing your social barriers. Removing mm -hmm. those um those uh just cuz naturally a lot of people don't really like who they are or how they look or how they act or, or these sorts of things. And alcohol is just such a good drug at taking that edge off and making you just feel a bit more comfortable and fit in a bit, feel like you're fitting in a bit better. Yeah. And and everybody's doing it. 
I totally agree. I think that it can be used as a bit of a, a crutch or a tool to help people sort of be comfortable in those settings. What do you think, particularly for young adults in Australia, you know, have you ever looked up, I suppose, statistics or um, anything that sort of comes out of that that you are concerned by or that worries you? I think globally, alcohol is, I mean, it's just huge from a from a business point of view. Alcohol, the the drug, the substance is, is it depends on the list, but it's either the fifth or the sixth most addictive substance in the world, yeah, right. which is, is insane because there's not a ton of conversation around that. Even not drinking, mm. I only found that out while I was doing research for this podcast, <laughs> which is just yep. insane yeah. that that's not known. And maybe that's Maybe that's not everybody's experience. Maybe other people did know that, but it just kind of felt a bit crazy, you mm. know, with things like cocaine above that, but things like cannabis being less addictive than alcohol. Mm. And then you really need to consider as a, let's let's say, um, not necessarily Christian young adult, but just a young adult, would you be participating in cannabis? Mm-hmm. And if not, why not? And then using that mentality, why are you participating in alcohol to the degree that you are? Yeah, I think it's something to consider. But yes, and then if you consider, continue to, to think about, um, you know, extrapolate out what alcohol is and does, if we then look at the hookup culture of the world and um, specifically young adults, it's pretty horrible. It's actually really horrible. I think, I think fundamentally, if you remove, you know, the horribleness of people or like sin, yeah, you can, it's whatever, right? You could figure some sort of way out. But if you incorporate the sinful, just the natural sinful nature of humanity yep. and then alcohol, it's hostile. It's, it's actually kind of horrible, mm. particularly for women. And when you think about um, like the universities we go to and, and live on campus and you're just surrounded by people your age all drinking and doing the same things and you're just having a good time, there's some really horrible stories that come out, you know, in the news or that don't come out and are continuing to happen, right? Because yeah. you don't, you, there's no way you hear the majority of the stories, mm. um, and it's a bit, it's a bit horrible when you when you think about it. And uh, the more I kind of thought about my rationalisation behind why I don't drink, I kept just kind of thinking about uh, situations in parties or events where I've seen a guy who's tipsy or drunk making um, somebody feel a bit uncomfortable with how they're acting, mm-hmm. and he's drinking a Corona, let's say, and then I look down and I'm drinking the same drink Yeah. and I'm, you know, same height, white dude, just hanging out at the same party. It's like they would not, nobody would know that I'm any different from that guy mm. treating those people that way. Yeah. And I, would, I wouldn't want that, you know. There's no way I want people to assume that I'm part of that. And so even though, even though I would be doing it differently, I would be drinking less or moderating myself or treating people well mm-hmm. as a Christian person, they would have to interact with me to know that. And so even just by participating to some extent, it does, it still felt that I was approving or condoning the culture to, to some degree, mm. even if I wasn't, you know, completely participating in it. Yeah. So alcohol is uh, the number one date rape drug, uh, which I think is interesting because a lot of the time you're worried about as a, as a woman having things slipped into your drinks yeah. and you're not necessarily considering the drink itself. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, like there is information about 
the dangers of not watching your drink or yep. um, being careful who you're around, but they don't actually focus in on what it is that you're consuming. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that then means that alcohol is the biggest date rape drug um, because date rape isn't always and isn't often the really dramatic, scary thing that you think of when you hear date rape. Mm. It's as subtle as getting someone just tipsy enough to convince them of doing something that they actually don't want to do if they were completely sober. Yeah. And that's, again, that's the scary bit where it's just, it's so subtle and it's, you wouldn't even think about it and you'd wake up the next morning and be like, oh, damn it, I was so dumb last night, made some dumb decisions, mm. whatever. But there's no reason that, you know, guys know that and, and people know that, you know, people are, are taking advantage of, of alcohol in, yeah. in clubs and, and pubs and whatever. Mm. And this is obviously coming from a, a male perspective because I am a male and I think in my experience, the excess of, of alcohol does kind of tend or encourage a, a more toxic, masculine, testosterone-filled, you know, I want to prove something to, mm. to, to my peers or to myself, be that through sexual conquest as we talk about, or just like a dumb, I want to jump the fence, I want to do, you know, so yep. you get the sick story that you can tell your buddies the next day. Yeah, It's just a perfect excuse to let yourself stop caring yeah. about the actions you're taking. Yeah. And at the time it doesn't seem like a big deal. Right. Um, but, yeah, down the line you hear about people kind of then I suppose regretting some actions that they might sure. have taken or having to live with some consequences as a result of not being in control of the yep. choices that they've made. Yeah. So I suppose you could say we look at the Bible, Jesus drank. So do you right. think that drinking can fit into a Christian lifestyle? Um, or do you think that there's a responsible way of incorporating drinking into a Christian life? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it can, of course. I think it's, I think it's honestly, I think it's quite difficult in your early, in your late teens to early 20s mm. to do that. Mm. Not even because of my own actions, but because of the actions of my peers and my equals. I'm associated with them mm. to some degree. And I know people do like all my friends drink and they drink very responsibly they're great people they're not doing anything horrible to, to anyone they you know they're solid and so I know I, like I know you can do it but personally I can't yeah. like knowing what's going on in unis and, and clubs and pubs it's it's just too I'm too associated or I am still participating in that lifestyle yeah to some degree yeah so for you, it's a personal conviction yeah, on for this sure. topic. Yeah, Which is, I think, also why at the beginning of this podcast, I kind of said it's a bit unfair of me to then externalise that onto everyone and say, don't mm -hmm. drink anything because yeah. there's nothing wrong with moderating yourself. Just I think like a lot of, of things in life, you moderate your, yourself because you're mm. an adult and you're, you know, functioning human in yeah. society or whatever. And so, you know, it's not, it's a bit unfair of me to say zero is good. Yeah. But for me, zero is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I like that you know about yourself. And I think that sometimes we can fall into the trap of saying, looking at other people or saying like, well, everybody else is doing it. So if they can do it, I can respond this way. But all of us actually have to be responsible for our own selves sure. and know our own limits and know, um, I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we can recognize areas that could be problematic and it actually requires us being willing to look at ourselves and be willing to change. Right. Um, and for some people that might be zero alcohol and yeah, for some yep. people that might be in moderation and for some people that might be 
look, I'm not going to condone uh, <laughs> excessive drinking, but <laughs> it could be, um, you know, a, a wine every evening. Sure, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say either that you have to do this, but right. I think it's really encouraging that for you it's been a journey where you've been open to hearing what you need to do. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. For sure, yeah. I think in in life it's so important. That, that idea is so important to mm. be questioning, uh, I don't want to say tradition, but like tradition kind of, the things that are just givens, especially as a Christian, but mm. just as a, as a young adult coming into the world that is already there, mm. I think it's so important to be questioning the things that we are assumed to be participating in and consider, does this help me pursue a journey of Christianity and Jesus or not? Mm. And then be okay to distance yourself from those things, even if that does mean that you are the only one not drinking at a thing. Yeah. Did your, when you were growing up, did your parents drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sure did. So so for you, it wasn't a, um, you'd seen it modelled. Um, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't sure. it wasn't like a foreign um, thing no, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. My mum, my dad, my brother all drink. Uh, they were all very responsible. I will say the, the other thing, the other more personal side of it is that my dad is a doctor and so, or was a doctor rather. And so there were stories often of like really lovely men who when they drank, they just got a bit crazy and they, they did get addicted and that sort of story was not uncommon. Yeah. And so I think from a, from a early age, I was kind of aware of the dangers of drinking a lot more than the average Australian in particular, I'd say. Yeah, I would say that most young adults wouldn't consider having um, a drink in their hand like, oh, I wonder what the addiction rates are Yeah, exactly. Um, to this. And I think too, um, when you're younger, it's just part of who we are and where we're at in life and where our brains are at that you feel invincible and yeah, you feel sure. like you've still got time to sort those um, parts out. I wonder if um, some of those people that fell into addiction or um, alcohol abuse would look back and have thought uh, that they could remember a time where they thought, oh, I've still got time to kind of get this yeah, um, exactly. under control or a yeah. handle on it. And that's not to say that everybody falls into addiction that that drinks. But I suppose I do wonder, there are some markers maybe um, with heritage or, um, right. you know, genetics, but sometimes it just happens. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, if you don't know, you're really actually taking those choices on before yeah. you you know what yeah. the outcome's yeah, gonna yeah. be. You're mm. signing up for something. Yeah. It's not it's not um it's not a completely free exchange that yeah. you're signing up for. There's certain risks and things that are just inherent with it. It's definitely not the um advertiser's dream to say right. um this is alcohol. I mean they do say at the end what really fast with the extras <laughs> yeah. like drink responsibly. <laughs> but um but really that's not the message that they're sending. They're no. not sending with every drink that you have, consider whether or not this is a good right. life choice and whether or not you're heading over the balance of what's, you know, good for your body yeah, or your brain or yep. um yeah. So I think I think that can be really hard too to um it seems a little bit unfun. Probably sure. to, yeah. to, oh, now I have to be responsible and think about this when I'm just yes. at a party and like you said, I want to take the edge off or I want to feel comfortable. Right. And so maybe it's something that you think of outside of that space Yeah, and, sure. and start considering whether or not this is something that you should consider. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that's a good point because as a young adult Christian, 
like that's a lot of your life mm. is the responsibility of like, oh man, now I've got to, now I've got to consider everything mm. that I'm doing. Whereas if you're secular, you don't yeah. do whatever you want. Mm. Right. And then you sign up for the Christian lifestyle and you're like, wait, I've got to think about it. I've got to like actively daily be trying to better myself and, and look like Jesus as much as I can. Mm. And even though I fall so short of that every day, Christianity is every day doing that again. And that's a whole lot. And so then if you then incorporate like, wait, so now even when I go to a party and I'm having fun and relaxing, I still have to be doing that. Like mm. it does suck a lot. I totally get it. But, you know, this is Christianity. <laughs> like it's, it's, not a, it's not meant to be easy by any means. Yeah. Um, you kind of do sign up for a, a fight of, of those givens in, in life. Yeah. That's kind of what Christianity is. You're, you're questioning the, the, the worldly norms. Yeah, that's good. If they're meant to be part of your life or not. Um, and, and I do see this in um, uh, maybe, maybe less so now in my life, now that I am getting a bit toward like mid-20s than, than late teens to early 20s. But the conversation around alcohol, especially in Christian groups, always seemed to be that of being a bit cheeky and you're like you're getting away with something. Like you've, you've figured out a loophole, um, which always just kind of, struck me as a bit crazy because, you know, we're talking about what you sign up for in Christianity. And as a Christian, you're not signing, you're not trying to get away with anything. You're not trying to like, you know, sneak past God and and tick the boxes, Uh but you found this loophole that let you get drunk because who cares or whatever. Like you're not trying to be a technical Christian. You're You're not trying to be able to, you know, you die and go to heaven and say, well, technically I didn't actually break those rules yeah. because Jesus turned water to wine or mm. whatever. That's not the world we live in. That's not the, Christ- the Christianity that we have now. The Christianity we have now is that of honesty and honesty with yourself and with God when you consider your, your heart or your intentions. Mm. Um, and I think that's so important. And I think it's, yeah, it's, good. it's well known but not particularly acted upon personally for everybody Mm because i think that's an idea that is kind of known yeah the idea that you know it's not rules now it's heart um which is easier in some ways and harder in other ways yeah but i don't think it's really acted on that much i think there's a lot of you know individual sneaking you know getting around with stuff yeah which i participate in too for sure because we're all humans and whatever yeah but yes i think that's important to think about with alcohol as well i think that's a great image that sort of like well, technically, I didn't. I can still come in because technically, yeah. but yeah. you're right. God sees our heart and he yeah. knows our intentions and we are responsible for, for that. I mean, thank goodness for grace and salvation. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're always trying to find that loophole, right. um, that's probably a sign that you need to check yourself a little right. bit and yeah. Um, reassess, yeah, what you're what you're actually aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. And what you want out of life and what you want out of Christianity, um, who the person you want to be. Yeah. Like all the, all those sort of big questions. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the time to kind of question. I think that um, what I really appreciate about your sharing, Tom, is you've said it a few times um, about being in your early 20s, like 18 to early 20s, and you're saying, oh, mid-20s. I don't think that it's ever something that really actually um, goes away, but I do think it changes um, how it shows up how alcohol shows up in different uh age groups Mm -hmm. and it sort of um 
can really quickly become the daily consumption or we're just having drinks with dinner. Yeah. And in some ways it can actually be harder to identify anybody that is struggling in those areas or um, using it as a bit of, well, as a drug, as a help, because it can become so normalized as you get older. Um, The behavior is not as wild or as alternate to, um, you know, how you are when you're sober. It's now becoming um, a little bit more mainstream and part of the everyday. So I think the idea of picking your battles now and actually thinking it through and addressing it when you're younger can actually put you ahead of the game as you get older because you'll know your convictions and you know where you stand on some of these things and and again that's not necessarily that you don't drink but it's just that you've actually given it some thought and consideration what you're going to do with your life yeah that's it that's great Mm. what would you say to anyone who's struggling with drinking um in their own lives or how do we help those who might be abusing alcohol because sometimes um people aren't maybe keen to hear your thoughts on that i think with a lot of things uh, of like calling someone out. I think a lot of the time it does come down to what your relationship with that person does look like. Even bringing someone to church, you can yep. do more harm than good if you don't have the relationship there already. Mm. Um, and so I think that's that's worth keeping in mind. I think a good mentality is like teaching by example. Yep. Um, because you don't have much to stand on if you're just as involved in the culture and then someone's struggling with it and you're like, oh, yeah, man, you should really think about doing something about that. You know, if, if you feel like it's valuable or an important part of your life to, to question this sort of thing, then you could do it together. You could kind of pursue, um, you know, the, the new version of what alcohol looks like for you together and, and consider what that looks like. I also think just seeing what alcohol does to some people is a good catalyst for your own journey of what alcohol the role that alcohol should play in your own life Mm. and you can see the kind of the damage that it does do to your friends or your family or whatever um i think it's a good little a good little warning sign Mm. along the road of like oh well that is you know that's i'm not better than that person i'm not different than that person but they're having a real tough time right now so i think that's that's worth kind of paying attention to is there anything else on the topic that is on your heart or that you've wanted to share that maybe we haven't come across in our conversation today? The main reason that I don't drink is truly the association Mm. of the horrible things that are happening to women but other people as well in the world all the time. And it does feel that I approve of some sort of some degree of those actions just by participating. That's kind of as simple as fundamental as it is, among all the other, you know, nuances to it, it is that idea of just at a party looking looking like the dude that does those things, you yeah. know. That's kind of as simple as it is. I've got a question for you. Have you ever have you ever gotten hate for your view on it? Not hate. I've had a lot of conversations with people and I think it's almost the opposite. It's almost like I come across as though I'm better than people, Mm. which is not even close to the situation. Yeah. But, you know, somebody's having a great time at a party and and drinking and doing whatever, and then I'm next to them being like, no, thank you. I'm a good Christian. I won't be doing that. And so there's just so much implied like I'm better than you, I'm a better Christian than you, I'm a better person than you, which sucks a lot because, you know, as we say, that's not my intent at all. Um, It's very much a personal 
um, journey that I'm on. It's not yeah. really about anybody else. But uh, yeah, on the flip side, I, I have had, you know, people kind of be like, dude, what are you, like, who cares? Like, what are you doing? You know, mm. just that sort of thing. It's never too like dramatic or, you know, yeah. anything. But, you know, it, you do get a lot of questions over the years. Yeah. People just not really understanding. And then you need to consider, is this the time? <laughs> like, is this the moment to tell them? Probably not, yeah. <laughs> you know, because if, yeah. if it's come up, you're probably in a situation where everybody's drinking. Yeah. So it's probably not the time to be like, well, here's my ideas about why drinking's bad. Yeah. And everyone there is immediately, you know, doing the thing that you just told was wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. So when you are um, at a party or in a situation and people are drinking around you, you're not standing there um, shaking your head and, right. and thinking like, oh, all you immoral yep, that's um, it. people around me, but yep. you're making a, a stand that you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. I think, I'll be honest, there are times when I am thinking that, when there's a horribly drunk, rude, you know, aggressive mm. person. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a problem with that, right? But it's this whole moderation thing. If you see people drinking and doing it well and being responsible and doing, you know, living life how they want to see it in a way that's not impacting anyone or themselves in any sort of negative way, there's not a whole lot to have a problem with there. Yeah. It's just it's just that then that um, is, um, I guess, again, for me, one step closer to going down a, that sort of path. It's just I'm I'm already on that pathway. Yeah. Whereas it's just a whole lot easier. I, I literally don't even think about drinking. Mm. It's there's not even a battle of drinking in my life, and it hasn't been for like five years. Yeah. Because I just established five years ago that I don't drink, yeah. so I just don't even think about it. Which is why coming here, it was like quite a lot of thinking. I had to be like, yeah, why don't like what is what started all this? Yeah. Because I just haven't even thought about it for so long. Yep. Because I I just kind of. Got rid of it. I think too, it's really interesting because had somebody said to you, you're not allowed to drink, I know that right. you were saying that you obeyed the law yeah, sure. and didn't drink before, but even say you were legally allowed to drink, and, but somebody said, don't. Yep. This is a very different um, experience to being told not to. Sure. Because yeah. I think something that I see a lot is um, sometimes with young adults who drink excessively mm-hmm. now, there was sort of that um, maybe even unspoken expectation that uh, good right. Christians don't drink. Yep. And so there's a hold off and then suddenly almost like a release of, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I just want to have a good time and want to yep. have fun. And it actually swings, the pendulum swings the other way to the extreme of drinking too often, drinking too much, yep. um, not being able to control their behavior because they never had the reasons Sure. And so I appreciate that you've actually sat down and thought of the reasons why and that they're your own. And I think to to sort of turn it into a legalism thing and say, I noticed that you had X amount of drinks and the Bible says you can only have three and you've done more than that. So, you know, um, you're you're sinning (laughs) and I'm going to call you on that. It doesn't work, does it? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think I there's a couple of things. There's a couple of little um, like personal um, ideas that I subscribe to. One of them is I like to call the pure heart rule where I kind of will let myself do anything, say something, you know, whatever, like say something that might be rude or, or offensive p- potentially, as long as I can genuinely personally 
say that I'm not doing it to be mean or offensive or, or like I'm doing it because I don't understand something. Okay. I'm doing it because, um, you know, something doesn't make sense or I need clarification or whatever. Yeah. And I think you need to be careful with that rule. <laughs> you need to be real careful with that rule. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. You yeah. need a whole lot of like self-awareness and honesty. Yep. But this kind of leads to a, a different thing that I um, – a different idea that I subscribe to of like, I think there's a lot of lying to ourselves that we do as people and a lot of convincing of us, convincing ourselves of things that are maybe not particularly true, just from a, like an intention, uh, intentionality point of view. Mm. And so something I like to do is just kind of, I think about, let's say, let's say drinking, let's say I, I do drink. I like to just kind of picture in like prayer time or quiet time, whatever you, you know, however you do it, just kind of picture like, there's nothing else. There's no peers. There's no family. There's no nothing. It's just me and God. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling God what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Like, how do you feel when you do that? Mm -hmm. Because I think the way we've been designed, there's that, that, there's that little voice, right? There's that little thing that's like, you actually do know. Yeah. Like, it's in there. Yeah. It really is in there. And it might be like smothered with all of your insecurities or you know wanting to fit in or wanting to enjoy yourself and who cares tomorrow's a new day I'll try and be better then like there's so much to to suffocate that little voice and I do it all the time of course right mm. but I think it's really important to not be lying to at least yourself yeah like lie to me lie to everyone we'll work on that right but at least don't lie to yourself and know know what you're doing and why you're doing it even if you're like, yeah, I just, I humble bragged because I wanted to seem cool. Yeah. And that sucks, but I did it and I'll probably do it again. Yeah. But that's fine. I'll work on it. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we can all hear the Holy Spirit if we actually listen. Right. He's there. It's yeah. not, it's, yeah, I think it's a poor excuse to, like you're saying, to try and convince yourself that that doesn't exist yeah. and that we can't hear it. We yep. can, we can push it away. That's free will. But, um, sure. but yeah, it's like you said, it is actually us lying to ourselves yeah. and knowing what it is that we're hearing. Yep. And I think we'd all say that we've all experienced times where we've known that what we're doing yeah. isn't what God wants us to be doing right. and still chosen to do it. Because there's just, you're just not gaining anything from lying to yourself. You, you can, there's arguments to be made that you can gain things from lying to people. Like, you know, that's kind of lying. Like, that's kind of what you do. But lying to yourself and lying to God. There's just nothing good that comes from that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing mm -hmm. that I would like people to take away from this, I suppose, yeah. is just considering that. Know, know what you're doing and know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then let yourself be like, yeah, I am doing this for the wrong reasons, yeah. but I'm probably going to keep doing it. So I need to pay attention to that. Yeah. It's that sort of mentality. Yeah, and I think I think the same goes for the opposite side of the coin as well. That sure. If if you know your reasons and you, and you say, yeah, I can have this drink, then yeah. um, have it and enjoy it. And know that, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You and God are totally All good. Cool with it. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. Yeah, appreciate um, it. I really, I'm really keen to hear other people's thoughts and if that sort of stirred up questions or even people that might disagree with some of the things yeah. that you've said. And um, at the end of the podcast, we always invite people to respond. There's anonymous platforms and other ways of getting in contact and. We always say that these podcasts are to start a conversation and this isn't the be all and the end all. You're great, Tom, but. Uh, <laughs> yes, I you am know. just a 24-year-old dude who's figuring it out. <laughs> Which is great. And I think, um, yeah, I applaud you for being willing to talk about your perspective and 
I think a lot of people will resonate or at least be um, encouraged by the time that you've taken to think some sure. of these things through. And yeah, and I encourage the listeners to do the same and just have a think about what they think on this topic yeah. and even if it is different. So thanks again. Sweet. Thanks so much. It's been great. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this has been eye-opening, challenging, and if you disagree with anything we've said, that you're looking to scripture as you prepare your rebuttal. We would love to hear from you if there's anything you interpret differently, feel we've left anything unaddressed, or if you just want to hear more about what we were talking about today. Please share the episode if you found it interesting and subscribe to get notified when new episodes are published. And for more information about the podcast or Granary Young Adults, connect with us on socials at Granary Young Adults. 